Hello, my name is Mark Reed, Editor-in-Chief of Canada's History. Today we're speaking with Rochelle Chesson-Taylor, Music Archivist at Library and Archives Canada, where we will be exploring some songs from the Library and Archives Historical Collection. First up, it's World War I song Doughboy Jack and Donut Jill by Gitz Rice, performed by Jeffrey O'Hara and Willie Eckstein. Now, Rochelle, tell us about the context for this song and its content. Well, during World War I, the Salvation Army workers served coffee and donuts to soldiers in the trenches. Rations were poor, so the donut idea was conceived as a means of bringing the soldiers cheer. These donuts were actually called doughboy donuts. As for the content of the song, it's the story of a chance encounter between a Salvation Army donut cook, Jill, who encounters a soldier, Jack, on the French front. It's love at first sight for Jill and Jack. Their love is so strong that everyone around them comments in the refrain, quote, Donut Jill loves Doughboy Jack. And as soon as they get back, they'll steal away on their wedding day to the little house that Jack has built for Jill. I say they will. End of quote. So it's a humorous love song from World War I that combines Salvation Army donut cooking with the nursery rhymes Jack and Jill and, as you can tell from the lyrics of the refrain, the cumulative English nursery rhyme, This is a house that Jack built. Quite a tour de force. Interestingly, the couplets are sung by O'Hara's tenor voice to words that are obviously those of a woman, Jill. And what can you tell us about the author of this popular, humorous World War I song? The song's author is a fascinating character, Nova Scotia-born and Montreal-educated Gitz Rice. As a youth, he earned the nickname Gitz due to his limping gait, but this didn't prevent him from enlisting in World War I the very day that war was declared. He began writing songs during training, mostly poking fun at the training procedures. He also organized the first World War I concert party for servicemen in France. Rice joined Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry Comedy Company as a piano player and survived the war to become a prominent vaudeville musician. One of his clearest war memories was the time when he saved a piano from destruction. And this surely deserves to be recounted here. Quote, I shall never forget, in one town, stealing a piano out of an old house that was being shelled. The piano would have been destroyed anyhow. We got a wagon, put the piano on the wagon, and drove down a road where thousands of infantry boys were lined along the sides. I couldn't keep my fingers from the keys and started to play as we went along. There were shouts, cheers, and singing, and one English soldier came up to me in all seriousness and said, What is the idea of the celebration? Has peace been declared? Of course, I had to answer in the negative. End of quote. Well, that sounds great. Why don't we listen to the song? All the soldier boys love the Salvation Army girls. And here's a little story a lassie told to me. From the east, and I'm from the west, and we met in the north of France. 
I was cooking donuts when he passed by, and he caught my eye by chance. I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we both knew right away that each was the one the other had waited for, and all the soldiers said, boy Jack and Donut Jill, oh, will she wait for him? I'll say she will. Other girls he passes by, for she's the apple of his eye, and Donut Jill loves Doughboy Jack, and just as soon as they get back, they'll steal away on their wedding day. To the little house the Jack will build for Jill, I'll say they will. Most any day, We'll be on our way, and we can't sail a day too soon. Every hour planning when work is done on a lifelong honeymoon. He's big and tall, and I'm kind of small, but our hearts are both one size. And I'll tell the world a picture of paradise is shining. And Donut Chill, oh, will she wait for him? I'll say she will. Other girls he passes by, for she's the apple of his eye. And Donut Chill loves Doughboy Jack, and just as soon as they get back, they'll steal away on their wedding day. To the little house that Jack will build for till I'll say farewell. Oh, that was fantastic. Now, what can you tell me about the performers, tenor Jeffrey O'Hara and pianist Willie Eckstein? Well, both were extremely popular, gifted performers and also extremely successful. O'Hara hailed from Chatham, Ontario, and enjoyed a long and academically successful career in the United States as a songwriter, composer, singer, teacher, lecturer, army singing instructor, ethnomusicologist, pianist, and guild organizer. Montreal-born Willie Eckstein, also known as the Boy Paderewski, or simply Mr. Fingers, was, to quote the Library and Archives virtual gramophone website, so slight in stature that he could not serve in the army, but stood as a giant among Montreal's popular music pianists from the very earliest days of ragtime and jazz in Canada. He was refused the opportunity to serve in the armed forces because of his height, which was under five feet, around 150 centimeters. Music became Eckstein's contribution to the war effort. He composed songs such as Goodbye Soldier Boy, 1917, and performed at war rallies. And what can you tell me about the recording itself? 
Here, in short, we have a trio of supremely talented Canadian musicians whose work served the dual purpose of encouraging Canadian troops in the war effort and enriching the early recording industry with their imaginative and highly popular contributions. For O'Hara and Eckstein, this activity continued after the two world wars. The song Doughboy Jack and Donut Jill was recorded on the Montreal Berliner Gramophone Company label around 1919. It is a 78 RPM, 10-inch monaural sound disc. Any final thoughts? Well, the First World War was a time of great international conflict, but also the source of a great quantity of popular patriotic songs written by Canadians. In the face of hardship, it is often human nature to respond with humor and levity. A prime example of laughter, hope, and imagination in the midst of despair and adversity is a song, Doughboy Jack and Donut Jill, by Gitz Rice, performed by tenor Jeffrey O'Hara and pianist Willie Eckstein. The song also revives an interesting detail of the war effort, the Salvation Army Donut Campaign. It also references two nursery rhymes that must have been highly popular at the time and evidently still are. This song can thus be taken as a witness of cultural context and wartime practices combined with a humorous narrative of hope and of better days ahead. Next up, we will be listening to an excerpt from Handel's Oratorio Messiah, The People That Walked in Darkness, Conclusion, performed by Harold Williams, bass baritone, with the BBC Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, It was conducted by Sir Thomas Beecham. Rochelle, this is an interesting example of how a monumental work of the Baroque era, George Friedrich Handel's Messiah, was issued on 36 separate 78 RPM 12-inch discs, of which this aria is the 11th. What else can you tell us? Yes, well, that and many other things about this recording are very interesting. The concluding section of this number from Handel's Messiah, which was composed in 1741, is part of a historic performance of the full oratorio by the BBC Symphony Orchestra and BBC Symphony Chorus, conducted by Thomas Beecham. It was made in 1927, during the period between the two great wars, but has enjoyed an astounding longevity and is still being reissued today. It crops up on everything from formal reissues on established record labels to other supports such as Spotify and iTunes. Evidently, it was a gigantic hit, and the fact that it endures to this day is a tribute to its artistic merits especially in this day and age of historically reconstructed performances of Baroque music. Of course, today it is available on compact disc and MP3 files and other digital supports, whereas back in the 1920s when it was made, you probably had to rent a cart and a horse to carry the 36 discs home to listen to Messiah in sections on your gramophone player. Listening to music could be rather an elaborate thing, compared to today. You're not kidding. 
Now, this excerpt is from a recording made in London, England, performed by a British orchestra and conductor, sung by an Australian baritone, and manufactured by the Columbia Phonograph Company in New York. Is there anything Canadian about it? Well, there are, in fact, many relationships between this recording and Canada. The first and most obvious relationship is that another soloist on the Messiah recording is the tenor Hubert Eisdahl, who settled in Canada and enjoyed a huge success on the concert stage in both England and Canada. Second, one must understand that the classical music scene, and especially the scene involving opera and oratorio singers, was a global phenomenon, and at the center of classical music performance was Sir Thomas Beecham of the powerful Beecham Pharmaceutical Company family. And Beecham was a great champion of Canadian-born singers, who in turn definitely made their mark on European classical music. Great Canadian singers Kathleen Ferrier, Lois Marshall, Pierrette Allary, Raoul Jobin, John Vickers, and many others owe much to him. It is no wonder that Library and Archives Canada would have acquired this primary source, as it must have been purchased by many Canadians who had a taste for this repertoire and the means to buy the set. This was an exceedingly popular performance of a hugely popular work. And Messiah is, of course, still an essential part of Canadians' classical music experience. Well, I can't wait to listen to it. Why don't we listen to it now? Oh, 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 oh,
Well, that was lovely. Rochelle, what else can you tell me about the performer, Harold Williams? Like many gifted singers, both classical and popular in this period, Harold Williams' singing talent was brought to the public notice, perhaps paradoxically so, through the First World War effort. When Williams sailed in the Argyleshire in May 1916 as a corporal in the 19th Field Ambulance Unit, he also entertained mates with vigorous ballads. He saw action in France and Belgium, and along the way was transferred, no doubt because of his talent and charisma, to the Australian Army Entertainment Unit, Anzac Coves. On leave in England in 1918, Williams sang at a private party at Sheffield and was noticed by a number of musical luminaries who were keen on encouraging him to embark upon a classical music career. He began formal music studies, entered numerous competitions, and made his debut recital at Wigmore Hall, London. The rest is history. He lived until 1972. Tell me a bit more about the recording itself. Well, the excerpt uh, we have just heard is Take 4, Side A, of Disc 11, of the recording of The Complete Messiah by Handel, and it totals two hours of play. The set was manufactured in October 1927 by the Columbia Phonograph Company of New York, the recording's primary label. The master version was made on wax cylinder and recorded on the 1st of July, which I should note is another Canadian connection. So 1st of July 1927 in London, England, featuring Sir Thomas Beecham, and as we said, conducting the BBC Orchestra and Choir. The other soloists are soprano Dora Labette, alto Muriel Brunskill, tenor Hubert Eisdell, and of course, our baritone Harold Williams. The excerpt is from the bass area of Part 1, Scene 3, Number 11, entitled The People That Walked in Darkness Have Seen a Great Light. That's the full title. The performance on this excerpt is a fine example of the aesthetic approach to Handel's masterpiece in the earlier 20th century. The phrasing is seamless, the timbre smooth and mellifluous, the tempo regular, and the balance between voice and orchestra definitely favoring the voice while showcasing the orchestra in tutti passages. The performance would have been considered as cutting edge at the time the recording was released, and given Messiah's popularity, would have been the subject of much enthusiasm, debate, and interest in many middle to upper class Canadian households during the interwar period. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's indeed my pleasure. Sounds Like History is an exploration of the Virtual Gramophone Collection and was produced by Canada's History Society in collaboration with Library and Archives Canada. Learn more at canadashistory.ca.